Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just use this one. I'm, I'm not Good. washed out this time. I mean, I know I'm white, but I'm not like pasty white, right? No, use pasty. Like white, I don't right? look like I'm going straight to heaven after this, right? You look. You had a straight <laughs> pasty episode, bro. Like that's my mic was fucked up, and you was pasty. It 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 was these lights, man. So I figure if I use the diffuser, it should push everything off, and uh, add a little bit of color to me, just a little bit. It's no, it's no adding color to you, bro. <laughs> hey, look, man, I can go get a pan. <laughs> You white, bro. That's why I'm mad with it. With it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Get out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's where I'm mad. Okay. You chasing clock on no way. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? So I'm gonna get in trouble podcast with your boy Eddie Lyles. Lloyd Lee is not with us, but we do have Terrence G in the building. What's going on, Barbara? Hey, hey, hey. And then our special guest today today is uh IGIT interviews. We have Miss Monique Latisse in the building. How you doing, Miss Lady? What's going on? Hello, Monique. Hello. <laughs> so I so I'm uh I've I've heard the name Monique Latisse but uh through other people. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am cute. I'm thick, and I'm joking. I'm I'm a comedian celebrating the ten years in comedy. Oh, congratulations! Um, congrats! Actually, I'm going on my eleventh year in comedy. Ooh! Congratulations! One more year. Yes, yes, yes. And comedy saved my life. Um, so I do I this. For real, for real. I do this for real, for real. Um, last year I opened up my own comedy club. Um. Big moves, big moves. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I like to share, you know, the, with the fact that I, when I got into comedy, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything really about comedy. Mm -hmm. I kind of was like really winging it for a while. But I know. <laughs> As everybody else. Right, I know <laughs> some people are better at faking it than others. No, right. I, I feel you, Monique. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, why am I here? Right. You know, why do I love getting on stage? Right. So, um, so, what, so, so you opened up a comedy club. Were you throwing shows before you did that? Or yeah, that's the thing. That's that's the thing. When I got into comedy and like from the jump, I was always putting co other comedians on and booking comedians. And I didn't understand why I wasn't getting booked, but I was always in position to book. It, right. it, it blew my mind. Which, I, hold on, what you mean? You you were always in position to book, but you yeah, never... like from the from the time I started doing comedy, you know, promoters would come to me and say, "Hey, I got a room. You want to host my room? Um, you want to comedians?" And from day one, and it didn't really give me a chance to really get myself booked because I was always booking other people. So you didn't do the, the you weren't doing trade offs. You weren't doing like I book you, you book me type situation. You was, I didn't know how. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the ropes. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I didn't know. No one told me the ropes. I mean, it ain't. I, I wouldn't say it is ropes to that. Like that's something that people do. I don't do that. Like I don't book when I book shows. I don't book shows to book to get booked on shows. Right, right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Some people do. Some people uh, like believe in it. But a lot of people don't. Well, so now as a comedy club owner, when people reach out to, because I get bombarded with people, put me on. I heard you open it. And you just put, I, I mean, I literally just put the post up that I right. was opening my club back. And people are already in my inbox like, oh, um, you think I could come down and get two minutes? So. Oh, comics. Oh, comics trying to work out here. So like, you just, you got to know that's happening. <laughs> you got to know that's happening. I it, but you know what bothers me is that we are so quick to jump on stage, but we, we don't promote the event. We don't promote the show. Mm, that gets into a good question. If you know, okay. just opened up a comedy club, right? Uh huh. Common sense. You know, we I'm coming through a pandemic, right? Right. So instead of it being about me, 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 me jumping on stage, what can I do to help? Let right. me let my followers know that I'm there. Right. Let me get the tickets moved. Yep. Mm. So, so I see. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. I'll let you finish. So, so, so you can say that you were part of the movement. I feel like sometimes we just want to jump on, but we don't want to put no extra work into it. Yeah, I mean, so I uh, shout out with Sean. What up, baby? 
Um, uh, I'm I'm a true believer, right? And this is just me. This is my opinion on it. Uh, and, me, and, and me and my manager just got in an argument about this like two days ago. I don't, when I do shows, I don't ask comics to promote it. Like, that's just, that's just me. Normally, I don't either. Normally, right. I don't either. But I feel like because of my situation, when they, when they jump in my inbox, they know the whole story. Right, we right, see right. opened up. We see, we know the pandemic. How's it doing? So I feel like just as a woman, you know, just as a, as a colored woman, what can I do to offer you, to help you build your business? That's, that's where I think I would agree with you, Monique, in that I'm like Eddie in the most, most of the time, if I'm booking shows, it's on me as the promoter, the show booker, right. everything Correct. for the most part to right. get cheeks and seats and all that. And that's how absolutely. you do the scoping talent, but you're absolutely right. If you're doing a grassroots effort or building something, the least you could do is blast it everywhere you can blast it. Now, I'm not stupid. I understand that you've got, you know, half of your friends are all comics. They're just going to scroll right past the shit. But you might catch a couple other people that ain't comics. And you might catch another couple comics that have a bigger, better following that attracts something. So, yeah. Right. I, and don't get me wrong. I, You know, yes, it's up to the promoter. I'm not a promoter, though. Right. right. I'm a comedy club owner. So it's yeah. a good thing. talk that it's shit. Talk that place. shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And, and all I'm yeah. saying <laughs> is any time I'm on, whether I'm at the Broadway Comedy Club, yeah. whether I'm at Caroline's, whether I'm at um the stress factory, I'm letting people know that I am there. It's That's not right. see, I got into the I got into the to the management, not management, but I got into the um business side of comedy. Because I wanted to teach comics that it's not only about jumping on stage. It's about um, building a network. It's, it's about building a fan base. Right. It's about creating a brand. It's not about just doing your five minutes and then going about your business. You're letting people right. know who you are. And you're letting people know where you're going. That right. should be a given. I, now, wholly, I wholly agree right there. It's up to me. Everyone that's saying no, if you if it's your show, you got to promote it a hundred percent. I never demand that a comic that comes to my comedy club. And don't forget, I've only been open a year. And right. out of the year, how how long was I really open? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. On that strength alone, I'm saying that when you come to me and you see what I'm trying to do, you see what I've been through. To me, I would say, hey, listen. I see that you're trying, you know, you're trying, you're reopened and I see that, you know, um, this is a new business for you. I want to um, come on your show and I'm going to put it on my social media. I feel like that's not that's not something hard to ask. And yet again and again and again, I do see comics that jump on shows or even open mics and they don't say anything about it. And I'm like, how is this word supposed to help build this room that's supposed right. to be conducive to comedy. How are you supposed to help the comedy clubs and the bookers and the promoters and other comics when you're not out there putting the word out? I used out? to hate bringers. I used to hate when I first got I, to I comedy. Despise bringers. I, I despise bringers. Like, Yo, those mm. bringer shows, they can dead that. I hate it. But now I understand. Yeah. Now I understand. We are so, it's all about me, 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 me. Any yep. business that you're in is a give and is a take. It's well, a very I, weird I part. It's very weird too because I'm of the mind, you know, that high tides raise all ships. So if we're sitting there shouting those comedy clubs and promoters right. and doing the right things, we're all going to get a bigger slice of the pie. So right. this is my thing, though. This is my thing, though. So when I say that statement, and I'm that's why the reason why I shut up while you were talking was one, I wanted to hear your your honest opinion on it, and two. <laughs> Is because I am a firm believer that what I, like because people don't listen to every word I say. I'm very technical about the shit I say. Mm -hmm. I don't ask comics to promote shows, right? But that doesn't mean I don't keep using the comics that do promote shows. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm it's like, and, and so sometimes people, I think, in my opinion, on some a lot of the stuff that I book and a lot of this, well, I used to book. Cause I don't book no more motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of that shit now. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the, a lot of the shows that I that I run, 
Um, a lot of people always asking, how can I get on? How can I get on? How can I get on? Why come? How come this person is always doing something with you? How come this? And it's like, I'm going to be honest with you here. I'm going to be honest with you here. Right. They understand that my show is going to put them in front of audiences that they might not have seen before. Right. That's one. But they also know that if they can promote and bring out audiences and that algorithm catches because now their following base is saying, I want to come. My following base is saying they want to come. And now the, the internet or the SEO marketing is now taking effect and it's hitting more people. More people come to the show. It makes them look better as a comic. It makes right. them look better as a promoter or right. as a producer. So, right. so it, it's twofold, right? I don't need you to promote my show. If I Correct. got a hundred people in there, best believe if I can if I can fit a hundred people in there, best believe I'm going out to a thousand. You right. know what I'm if I yeah. can fit three hundred in there, my certain shows I have three hundred seaters. I'm going out to three thousand. You get right. what I'm saying? Right. But if you can at least go after six hundred, that's going to make you look a lot better in the eyes of other promoters because right. now other promoters are looking at, oh, this guy knows what he's doing and right. he's funny. Well, this young lady knows how to conduct business, and she's funny. Well, one of the biggest mistakes that I made um, opening up my club is I started out doing my own bookings, and that's the worst. Mm. <laughs> and it's not, you know, I'm not a promoter. I am a comedian that took advantage of an opportunity to open up my own space because I felt like me getting booked by clubs was a hassle. Mm. I'm funny. And I'm not. I'm not bragging. I'm not being cocky. You're not being. It took no, me a long time. Oh, I'm my funny. My funny kicked in around six years. My sixth year in comedy. So, um, it took. You know, I, I said I gotta open up my own space because nobody's putting me on. Like right. I'm getting booked by private events. Like I'm before my before I opened up my comedy club, I was doing about seven shows a week. On private gigs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Seven shows a week from Thursday to Sunday on private gigs, birthday parties, um, bar mitzvahs, family reunions, cookouts. And that was no manager, no promotion, straight me organizing my own career. Right. But I, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't, why can't, I want to, I want to be on some shows in Atlanta. Why can't all the people that I book, all the people that I put on my shows, why can't I, you know, why can't I get on any of the shows at Levity Live and the Stress Factory? And it's like once a year or once every other year, what am I doing wrong? Um, And I just said, you know what? I don't want people that I can help to have that same struggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want people to to feel like you know what. There's nowhere for me to go. I need to be buddy buddy with Eddie in order to get in Caroline's. I need to be buddy buddy with Terrence to, to get on Levity Live. Like you know, right. if you're funny, you're funny. So I okay, and this is this is where we can you know what I'm saying uh, debate a little bit, right? I don't believe that. I don't think people understand that it's not just about the funny. So what I mean by that is um, if you're not a draw out of state, it's kind of hard to get booked. Right. So uh, uh, AJ, AJ, I met up in um, at Sojo's. Right. I met up at Sojo's in Pennsylvania. I would have never got that show if uh, Tony Woods, shout out to OG, didn't put me on the show and I wasn't traveling, working with him. Right. And then I got fans and I got people inside of that show. It's probably about 100 people at Sojo's that now know my name. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right, so right. that was a luck up. So the, the to get there sometimes is a connection. Right. Sometimes it, it, it you need a connection. And it's not about being, when I say buddy, buddy, it's not about being butt buddies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I ain't got to kiss your, I ain't got to kiss your behind just because right. I want to get on the show. But I can be cool if we have a mutual you know what I'm saying? Connection. I could be cool with somebody. And if they get me on the show and then that hosts me out with other fans. Right. So I think it's I think a lot of people always talk about how funny I'm about to be. I'm I'm super funny and people not booking me. I'm super funny. I'm super funny. I'm super funny. Right. But it's it's connections, too. If you don't Absolutely. have those connections, Absolutely. it don't matter how funny you are. You're going to be sitting in your own city 
in the basement doing jobs. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to get up. Sometimes you have to fly places and just show up. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. That, that, sometimes, uh, you to, yeah. sometimes you have to fly places. So I've learned this through the years. You know what I'm saying? I've learned this through, through the years um, because, you know, you go through phases in comedy. Mm. You know, you go through phases and there's lessons to be learned and, and um, you meet so many people. So really, you know, I feel like this at this point in my career, I'm just starting to really reap some of the seeds that I planted and it feels really yeah, good. Right. Yeah. Well, my question, yeah. my question, Monique, then how do you how do you feel that being a comedian first changed your view in running the comedy club and starting your comedy club based on what you saw opposite from other clubs? I felt, I feel like, you know, I wanted to be more reachable. I wanted people to be able, I wanted to be able to, like, when you come down to the club, I wanted to be more personal. You know what I mean? I wanted to be more one-on-one -on -one interaction. I wanted to be a learning, almost like a school of comedy. Right. You know, a lot of times when you have the major clubs, you just come in there, you're getting on stage and you're going home. You're not learning. You know, it I don't. feels very much the business end of comedy. Right. And I wanted to take the opportunity to really get into learning some of the comics that I bring down. I wanted to be able to watch because I've always, like I said, I've always been in a position where I was booking people. But now I get to have a conversation with you and learn from you and, you know, hear what worked for you and, and you know, what you're doing now in your career. What can we do as a team and podcasts and acting? I feel like now I'm able to have conversations that I wasn't privy to before. Hmm. That's a good, yeah. I mean, I'll say, I'll say that definitely happened for me too. Like, so that, that's a, that's you a great club? so you have your own club, just so I'm clear. <laughs> no, uh, I have, I have, I don't have anything. Okay. I, I, I work with a lot of people in different areas. So okay. I work with the Baltimore Comedy Festival, I work with the DC okay. Comedy Festival. Um, I, I work with Broken Diamond. I work with, you know what I'm saying, uh, different clubs in the area as well as theaters in the area. So I throw a lot of, I, I I help throw a lot of shows with a right. lot of different partners that I have. Yeah. So right. I, I'm, I network. I'm really big on networking. You get what I'm saying? Why I opened up my own spot is that a lot of people were booking me and didn't really have a place to go. They wanted to just mm. So mm. I my fan base growing and it was kind of outgrowing the spaces mm. that I was performing in. So now, you know, uh, people, you know, were booking me and they're like, all right, uh, I want to do a private party at your club and I want you to headline it. Right. So, you know, and I was at first I was like, no, I don't want to do any shows that, you know, I want to be able to still book out. Wow. Then it started, you know, people every weekend, people were like, no, I want a birthday party and I want you to perform. So then it became a situation where I was creating my own space again. That's dope. Do you, do you feel as though in some aspects it's taken you away from the actual performance of Ooh. comedy? Oh, good, great Ooh. question. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to take a sip to that. <laughs> I, I want to do that. one hurt, yo. My strawberry milk. So I got just no. a little bit left. This man was really trying to drink strawberry milk on the podcast. I scared. So I love strawberry milk, but please. I, I, I've since restructured my comedy club. So how I started is not how it's, it's, it's moving forward in 2021. Okay. When I started it, I had a space in the mall that I leased. I ran, I occupied, I was the CEO, the everything. I, I controlled what moved in and what moved out. Hmm. Um, I was not able to get any grants. Um, I got $1,000 and I was- EIDL? Huh? The EIDL? Yes. I didn't I get my check. I didn't get anything. Just a thousand. Which you know, I'm 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 thankful. I'm grateful. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but we all know like you're thankful, but like really you shouldn't have I, shut me down. But right, uh, yeah, right, I got right. right. So I lost a lot of money, and then the it's my comedy club is in a mall. So they mm. were still charging me for the rent. So it was the every month it was accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. So when I was finally able to reopen. I was like begging people to come in. People still weren't comfortable with it. And I found myself in a in a, in, a, in one of the biggest holes that I could ever imagine. 
right? Mm-hmm. So now yeah. I lost money. I lost about $45,000 out of my own comedy gigs, right? My own, my own shows, right? Yeah. And then from the club, now I have this bill of like uh, $40,000 from my club. Damn. You know, you got to pay your comedians, you got to pay the DJ, you got to pay for cleaning, you got to get it, you know, you got to get, um, you got to, uh, your, your marketing stuff, like, it's so much that goes into it. So, I said, um, I, I wasn't able to get any funding. So, I said, you know what, I'm not going to be able to sign my lease over. And I'm okay with that because I'm a comedian. So, what I'm going to do is go back on the road and continue doing my thing. I'm cool yeah. with that. I did it. I had 600 people at my grand opening. It was mm. epic. I did three nice. shows. Damn, right. Nice. It was so we had to do two more shows because there was so many people lined up. So I did it. I made history. February 1st, 2020, I, Monique Latisse made history in the city of Patterson. That's what's up, mom. That's so what's no up. No one can take that from me. Right. But move you there right, mama. Talk your shit right now. Nobody's taking it. Nobody's taking it. But let's be 100. Let's be 100. Money makes the world go round. We, need, we need some paper yeah. because some of my homeboys are home, and, you know, other comedians, they will come and say, listen, you don't have to pay me. I want to come and just rock out for nothing, which is fine. But at the end of the day, what type of person am I to just constantly bring you out? Have you working five. for five people and I can't even pay you? You'd, you'd be like a lot of promoters. I don't, I don't. I think that's what makes me. I ain't name dropping, but I said what I said. <laughs> that's what makes me unique. I know how it's right. I know. I know. We all. We all lost this last year. We all lost. Right. You know. So I felt like you know I was happy to put comics back to work, but I also wanted to put some bread in your pocket. You got families to feed. You got bills to pay. Right. You know what I mean? Um. So what I what I did was I decided in November that I wasn't going to reopen my club. I wasn't going to sign my lease. And I was cool with that. Sometimes God wants you to fall back so he can do what he do. Bye. Hello. Hello. Bye. Yo, look, look, she preaching out here, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Move out the way so he can do what he do. So for the whole month of uh, December, I just kind of like fell back. I said, God, whatever you want to do, you know, it's cool with me. I'm cool with that. You know, if you want to put me back on the road, if you want me to go ahead and, um, you know, whatever you want to do. Right. So God said, I want you to call the restaurant downstairs because there's a restaurant downstairs from my club that serviced my food and my drinks. Okay. And actually, I had my grand opening down there because it was so many people. My space was small. My space only holds 65 people before COVID. Right. 20 people after the pandemic. The spot downstairs holds about 800. But then they have different sections. Nice. So they were in jeopardy um, of maybe not being able to reopen the way they wanted to, too, because of the pandemic. Right? So something dropped in my spirit. Sometimes you got to be still so God can say something to you. So God jumped so the so God dropped it in my spirit. I called the restaurant. I said, listen, I want I would like to talk to you guys. They said, Good, we'd like to talk to you as well. Mm. So when I got down to the club, and this is a beautiful space. I mean, we already had a relationship. They already saw my work at the grand opening. Right. We already knew what I was bringing to the bar. Right. They already knew what my my promotion was like. So they said, Listen, um, we know that you your your business was compromised upstairs because the, the club was right upstairs from them. Right. So they could see and, it. Right. And my space doesn't have a bathroom. So we would have to use the bar's bathroom or the mall's bathroom, which was a headache. Oh, you were hustling. Right. Oh, you was hustling, sister. I was hustling. Okay? <laughs> no, that is some hustling shit. It's such a beautiful spot. Like I I was able to allow so many private celebrations last year. People that never had birthday parties. I did memorial services. In one year, I put on so many shows that you know, people are going to remember forever, forever. Right. Mm. So I go downstairs and I'm like, listen, so he, he's like, well, you know, I know you had, you know, you struggled last year and we was wondering if you wanted to move your comedy club downstairs to our space. Okay, You can have full range of it. You have, you know, we can work out something at the bar. We can work out something, you know, with the food. 
Um, we'll customize your menus. Wow. Um, we'll, you know, we'll customize your drinks. It'll be Monique's, you know, whatever event you have, it'll be Monique's Comedy Club. And then they have multiple restaurants. And I started inside thinking- Inside of one restaurant? Huh? They have multiple restaurants inside of one restaurant? No, like throughout the state. Oh, okay. Okay. So I started thinking- Monique Comedy Club, Monique's Comedy can be a franchise. I can actually help businesses that are in jeopardy of, of closing through the COVID and bring comedy to their venue. You And then at the end of the night, because prior to this arrangement, mm -hmm. You come to my club at the end of the night. I'm dragging garbage out. I do security. Sometimes I'm the DJ. You know, I got to make sure that the party's all cleaned up. I'm the janitor. I do everything. So now with this arrangement, just like the promoter, but I have a business, LLC, you know, and there's different things that I'm doing within Monique's Comedy Club, um, seminars, um, classes. There's so many other things that I'm doing that I'll now have the space to. And at the end of the night, I could just go home, take my fat ass home and go to bed. Wow. Damn right. Yo, that's, I mean, that's. I know you can't hear it, but there's a standing ovation going on across the internet for you. Right like now. shit, bro. Like, <laughs> and I, and like, it's, 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 it's amazing to see the hustle from a, a different point of view, right? Because it's, it's like, like, so Anthony Oaks is on here, right? Anthony Oaks is one of my big homies. Hey, Anthony's one of the big dogs with Black Think Tank. Um, and me and him, he me and him had a conversation on one of, on another podcast, and and uh he was talking about all these different things that he's about to start running. And it's like every time I get with people that like are like, all right, this pandemic sucks, this pandemic hurt a lot of us financially, physically, and mentally. Right. But it's time to like start getting your brain ready for the next, you know what I'm saying? So to hear somebody talk, a, 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 a comedian. Ooh, I thought about that. I, like, I was not yeah. to tell me all right. the time, bring some of your shows downstairs to the restaurant. I used to be like, no, that's not my space. No, yeah. no, no. Yo, they need me and I need them. See, and yeah. then I could take, I could package this, maybe open something up in Virginia, open something up in, in Atlanta because Monique's comedy club is a brand. Like I got somebody right now working on the theme. Mm. He's a producer, music producer. He's working on a music theme that's going to be played just as the show getting ready to start, no matter where I am. When I tell you this shit is fire, it is fire. Oh, you saying yourself up, you saying yourself up for success out here, yo. It, yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, when I came into the game, I knew it was something different. I knew it was about more than just getting on stage with me. Right. right. I knew it was about, because even how you line up shows, like some some promoters just throw people on shows. They don't care. They just, they, you know, they don't care if you're funny. You know, you can't be funnier than headliners. So they just throwing people on stage. I've always watched how to, I watch the crowd, and then I watch how you build the set, and it, it it was more like I love the back scene of it. Like sometimes I like at my shows, I like to just sit in the back and just watch the crowd mm. and just watch the crowd. I think comedians don't do enough of watching the crowd. We just jump on stage and start talking shit. It's a all, it's a all church crowd, and you up there talking about dick slinging. Watch the crowd. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think there's yeah. so many. That's the, that's the crowd if I walk away from. Show, you doing an all white show, and you talking about your cousin Ray Ray that's locked up with, you know, <laughs> with Bebe and them. Like, watch the crowd. Well, if they from where Terrence is from, they know Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah. Well, they know Ray Ray, and they'll know, know Ray Ray. Joe, and, and yeah, they know Joe. Interchange it to white trash names and it's the you same see, shit. Listen, <laughs> hey, hey, Monique, real quick. I just got to address this just because we brought it up. You see his name is Terrence, right? Terrence, okay. Okay, you, you guess what his father's name is? What? Lauren. Lauren. Lauren? Lauren? Lauren. Where you guys from? Where you guys from? <laughs> I'm originally from Kansas. Nowhere. I'm white trash to my bones. Ooh, Kansas, okay. I was, yeah. yeah, and I'm from D.C. So this, and, and so that's, again, that's why I'm letting you talk. This is a nice mix. <laughs> so and then our other boy is from Boston. So okay. So this is one of the things with the pandemic that wound up happening for us as well, right? So the I'm gonna get in trouble podcast. We started as a podcast in DC. 
uh, my my uh, our other partner Lloyd had to move with his wife, and in turns move. Why you say like that? He had to move with his wife, like his wife made him the made him move. Cause his wife made a move, so <laughs> no, don't talk about Lloyd like that. Lloyd loves his wife. He's not, <laughs> he not here. He can't defend himself. Uh, <laughs> no, so no, nah, Lloyd, Lloyd, his uh, wife moved to to Albuquerque, uh, Vegas, whatever. So we have this hit. We have this show in DC that's now selling out, and we don't have anywhere to do it because of the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So our last show is February fourteenth. It's standing room only. Wow. Right? So and so we like it's it's we literally December, January, and February, we all the way sold out. February, wow. people push themselves in to guilt, right? And, thank you. The thing is, is now we're in a pandemic and I can't do the show no more. But we don't we haven't been really doing a podcast like that because Lloyd moved. So mm -hmm. now we're sitting in the house, we're trying to figure some things out. Boom. We realize, oh, we don't even have to be in the same state. So we grew the podcast. During the pandemic, not even being in the Crazy. same Terrence is in Omaha right now. I'm in DC, Lloyd's in Vegas, and you in uh uh and Patterson, uh, New Jersey, right? Yep. So it's like you this pandemic taught us a lot. It, it, it fucked us. Oh, it screwed us over. Yeah, <laughs> by a long shot. But yeah. it, it helped us learn well, you know, a lot I'm of these things. You, I think we needed this. I think we were moving and moving. I think we were doing things just to I, do them. I don't want to work harder. I want to work smarter. Right. Facts. I put the grind in. And don't get me wrong. I'm going to continue to grind. We're all going to continue to grind. Um, but we have to find ways that we can monopolize. We can we can capitalize off of some of the work that we've put in. Right. If, you, if you're constantly working and working yourself today and you see no growth, like this, this is growth. This podcast is growth. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what... Being, that's what following your dreams is about. Right. And none of us would have known or realized this unless this pandemic came and knocked us on our butts. I because I know for me, I'm just going to show, the show, the show, the show, coming home. And I got a full-time job. You know, I'm coming. I go to sleep. I wake up. I go to work. I, you know, and you don't even have really time for no relationship. You don't have a lot of things are suffering. Yeah. And it's like yeah. this whole year has taught us to know there are other things that are important and you're still going to reach your goal. Yeah. Yes. So, so my question too, my next question, Monique, would be how has or have you noticed a difference in some of the relationships you had previously since you've opened up the club? Has it affected your comedy relationships? Um, it was a little overwhelming in the in the beginning because people were reaching out to me that I didn't even know knew me, mm. and you know everyone is like, oh hey, you know. And so I had to like really pull myself back and just understand that this comes with the territory. Absolutely. You know, people were finding me more attractive. <laughs> hey, yeah, she's trying to put that you taking applications for Sugar Mama stuff right now? Hey, girl, how you feeling? You look good. You got stage time? <laughs> you know let me get up in they hit me with this they hit me with this your grind is so sexy oh you so you killing the game oh i like what you're doing i see you boy. i've been watching i've been that watching be wow the corny ass dudes 101 that has to be <laughs> You got really pretty eyes. Can I get some stage time? You know, and then even before then, like even just being comic, I didn't realize how people look at comedians. People kind of look at us like we're like like gods and angels and shit. Like if you're funny, only if you're funny. Only if you're funny. You know, so it's it can be overwhelming. So I try to keep my, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. My life keeps me grounded. Mm. You know what I mean? My son just came home from prison. You know, I got real shit going on in my life. So my life keeps me grounded and I'm very open. Mm. You know, so, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't say that things changed since I opened up the comedy club. I'm going to be honest with you because I don't even know. Everybody got put on their ass because of the pandemic. So I don't right. even know. I don't even know what 
life would have been like if this pandemic wouldn't have happened. Right. Mm. So, right. you know, I'm just kind of going with the flow. My my homies are still there. You know, I got people that um I don't get invited to anything. And, you know, people think I'm always busy. And I'm like, no, I'm home doing nothing. Ooh, you can Right. Do I get I get I you know what I hate? I hate when motherfuckers tag me and shit that they never invited me to. <laughs> I feel a little left out when it comes to events because I feel like people think I'm so busy mm. that they don't invite me because they feel like ah you got a show. Ah, you got and no, I create shit for myself because shit is not being sent to me. Yeah. I would rather come and do some chill shit. I don't always just want to, I'm not a robot. Right. I want to come and and, and 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 go to Dubai and 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 chill with some camels. Dude, I had a I had a comic literally. I want to go to I'm, you. Just you just made me lose my thought. I want <laughs> to slide to down Giraffe's neck. I want to do some regular <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like a two story ice slide <laughs> in the middle of the day. I want to couldn't. <laughs> I want to go catch uh, wrestle with elephants. Like I want to do regular shit. I'm not wrestling no fucking elephants. Uh, Monique, you are by yourself, by yourself for real, son. <laughs> I want to go wrestle elephants. Nah, elephant. she do that. I don't do that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I want to go. I want to go take pictures with tigers and shit. Like I don't get a chance to do none of that shit. Nah, yeah. So like, I used to get people who would be like. Hey, I thought you charged like too much. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Cause this is how I feel. At home, at home, you got you got two choices. You can at least pay for my gas and I'll most likely come, or at least ask me. And if I'm free, I'll try to come. Right. Okay. You get what I'm because right. I feel like home is where I started. And right. so because I make so much, I make not so much because I make decent money at home already with my own shows. I don't really uh, ask for a lot of money when I'm doing something. I think sometimes we get stuck, though. Go, me personally, uh, I feel like sometimes I'm just going around in the same circle in my same hood, getting the same money. Sometimes I want to say no. Nah. Sometimes I want to tell somebody, no, I'm $5,000. No, I, I, I feel that. I, I feel it. I understand it. I just don't. And because we, we had a the kind of a conversation on our, on our on our other podcast about it, on, on an earlier podcast about it. I don't, when you're at home, homegrown, like you got funny because of being in Patterson. I got funny for being in DC. So no matter how big I get, if I'm at home, I'm just doing a show. Now, if you say, hey, Eddie, I need you to drive across state lines two hours and do a show. Hey, my nigga, uh, let's talk some bread here, but you know what I'm saying? See, I feel the opposite. I feel mm. I've, never I've never been to DC. Right. So we get you down here. We got you say, now. If you say, "Yo, Mo, come through," I got a hundred dollars for you. Come to DC. I may come through because I've never been there. If I've never been, yes, I might come through. But but if I know in Patterson, New Jersey, and I know I can pack out a three hundred seater just off my name, bro, I'm charging. But that's that's different though. That's, that's, and that's, that's my point. That's, that's different. That's if different you have when your you know choice. Right, because that's you're choosing to offer what shows that you do rather than I've found too many people try to stick you in that same circuit and be like, oh, well, I've done, I've had you on this show, you know, the last six months that we've done it and I ain't paid you nothing. Why are you saying you want a little something now? It's like, bro, because I see what y'all are doing. I see the money that y'all are, I see the ticket sales. That's what I'm saying. It's that's, that's. Who's bringing people, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. Good. Who's bringing people out like that nowadays? Right. You know, talking about pre-COVID or uh, after COVID? Pre-COVID. Pre yeah, I was. <laughs> okay. hey, look, I'm taking my flowers from now on. I ain't like I ain't listening. <laughs> that's different though, man. Eddie, you was holding everybody hostage, threatening to beat motherfuckers up if they didn't come sit in the show for two hours. I'm gonna come find you. Listen, I've been doing, I've been I've been book, booking shows for for ten years, and I could count on my hand how many people I put on a flyer, and it sold out because of the name. Right. And I would throw things in the air. Hey, I'm having this person. I'm having this person. I feel like people are just. I feel like you know because of the internet and because of social media, people don't don't run 
to shows like that because of a name anymore. No, so you can Google it, you. So all right, so it, 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 and because there's a lot of comics from my area to, uh, looking in right now, so I'm gonna say this as humbly as I possibly can, right? I personally, when I'm getting paid at a at a venue or mm-hmm. if I if I'm throwing a show, I normally yeah. take I normally take half my money and put into promotions. So I come from, and I don't know in Jersey if y'all know about GoGo. Have you 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 heard of GoGo before, right? GoGo, GoGo? music. So GoGo Music is a Go-Go big is basically music. Basically, like if you take pots and pans out your kitchen oh, and you put them up. Ass. And- <laughs> fuck ass. So no, GoGo is a popular genre of music based in Go-Go music. So I come from I come from GoGo running GoGo's. So I used to do security and promotions for GoGo's. Okay. So I know as a as a GoGo head that the band members, I know this for a fact. They would charge us like two grand, and they would take out of that two grand about five hundred and put it into promotion. Oh, Them, okay. Their manager would do that themselves. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because promotions is everything. If you learn how to promote, you can get big. So right. when I go on a show, I can get people to a show that I'm on. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But I also know if I'm getting paid fifty dollars, I'm only putting twenty five to it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Right. If I'm getting paid two hundred, I'm only putting a hundred to it. I'm gonna be honest with you. You get what I'm saying? So based off the money, it's based off of how hard I promote. Mm-hmm. Now, putting somebody's face Absolutely. on something, putting somebody's face, and this is what a lot of people always, I don't use uh, flyers no more. Rashawn hates me that I don't like I don't like using flyers. She hates it. I don't use flyers anymore at all, mm-hmm. right? I have a generic post. I do a picture of mostly either me or audience or whatever, and I right. boost that drink through SEO. I go SEO marketing almost all so day. What's SEO? SEO is search, uh, search optimization. What I can't say. It. Uh, search, search engine optimization, optimization, optimization. Okay, shut up, nerds! I know you want to say something. I know you want to say something. I can't. Just so you know, Eddie can't spell. He can't spell when it comes to talking to. So, <laughs> optimization. Got it. Okay. Optimization. It's search engine optimization. So, so. <laughs> search engine optimization. Got it. Oh, all right, man. So when you on your Facebook, on your Facebook, when you put up a, a post, your your post is shown to uh, multiple people based off of how many people like it, comment it, yeah. and watch, look at it for multiple time. Right. So yeah. That, so those three factors play a key, but you can add money to get it okay. shown to more people. And yes. then by being shown to more people, then more people naturally see it. So right. I've had a show and this is true. I've had a show that uh, I promoted. I put $200 behind it before I got the $50. The show had already sold out because everybody was like, Oh, it's going to be a show there. Oh, it's going to be a show there. And they kept hitting like, like, like right, we right, had right, right. 1200 people, literally 1200 people sign up for this one show. Right. Even though I had five other shows going on at around the same time, they signed up for this once 12, 12, 12 no, I'm sorry. We had 12,000 now. Let me, <laughs> let me uh back down. Uh, we had, <laughs> so we had a shit ton of people basically say they wanted to go to this show because so okay. many people said they wanted to go to the show. It showed it to more people, so on and so forth. So some sometimes things just hit, right? But there's certain people that you can put on a um, on a flyer or that you can put on a building, and as long as they haven't been on multiple and they haven't been promoted right, because that's it's two different things. If they if they always out and they always being promoted like crazy, yeah, right. you're not gonna be able to pull all that shit in, right? But if they funny and people know they funny, but they not being promoted correctly. Oh my God, those that's the sweet spot. That's when you you know what I'm saying you put the money behind them and it's like oh I got a 300 seater, I got a 300 seater. Let's go. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got two. I got a, I got a 350 seater. Let's go. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so it's it's certain people, it's certain people that can pull. It's certain people that know how to promote, and that is where that money should be spent. Mm-hmm. And this is why, and this is why when we talk about this is why we like talking to producers, not just it's you just dropped so many gems on me that I'm about to sit back and I'm about to be like, okay, where can I reevaluate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. I gotta listen, but I want to make sure like it's promotion is everything. Yeah. All the comments listening, 
Promotion is everything. Yeah, and I have to find, you know, I guess I'm getting ready to go back to school for business mm. um, because there's a piece that was missing <laughs> when I opened up my comedy club. You know, mm. I just followed my heart. Like, I just jumped in it with my heart and, you know, and I felt like, I feel like if I would have prepared a little bit better, I may have been able to handle Corona a little differently financially. Hmm. Okay. So, and, and that's what everything, this, this pandemic should be teaching us that um, we have to prepare for storms. Right. Oh, that's, oh, boy. Yeah. We have to because whether it's Corona, whether it's uh, LaRonda, whether it's uh, whatever it is. We can catch cancer tomorrow and it's going to change right. the whole game for you. Yeah. Right. And All we got to learn how to like the, the best thing about going through a pandemic like this is that it prepares you for another pandemic. Fact. Fact. Like, like, like my son went to prison, like nothing that you could bring me that I haven't already been through. Like I've been through the war. Like spoken word poetry. You know what I mean? Like I, I've been through the fire. So, <laughs> you know, when you go through a divorce, you know what it's like. You've been there already. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You try not to go back through that shit. Right. Like, but you at least know, all right, not that you won't get hurt again, but how can I do things differently? This is what I need to do to set myself up for success better. This exactly. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm thankful. I'm, you know, even though I had to reposition my business and I had to partner with someone, I'm thankful that I went through this pandemic because it taught me so much. It taught me so much about people and meeting people from all across the United States and connecting with people and what's working for you and what's working for you. I would not have learned this if we were just doing our own little thing and going from show to show to show to show to show. Right. So I'm here for the, I'm here for the pandemic. <laughs> we, we got a stimulus check. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I needed that one. Uh, I ain't, no. I, I needed some that. People, let me tell you something. Some people, <laughs> some people came out on top because of this pandemic. Some, not me. Some. Um, <laughs> you got to the rest and you got you a stimulus check, nigga. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, I, I, I had, I had bills. I had to do. I had to bills. I had to try to make up. <laughs> Yo, hey, Monique, real quick, last questions before we get out of here. How can people? What do you think? Shit, let me phrase this question correctly. What do you look for when you are booking a comic? Or what are you looking for? What did you tell your booker to look for in booking comics? Um, well, because I'm starting from ground zero again, I want to see what's out there. I want new faces. I want to see what's out there. Um, I want to, um, I just, I, you know what? Honestly, I have a passion for people who love the stage. I love to see somebody on stage and they body it, not just by being funny, but they're just watching the crowd, giving the crowd what they need. I love a comic that engages the crowd. So mm. for me, when you come to Monique's Comedy Club, I want it to be an experience. So I look for signature people. Okay. I look for people who's going to leave a mark. I want people to say, yo, I saw him at Monique's. I saw her at Monique's Comedy Club, and he he was signature. He was different. Because I think, I think that gym that you dropped earlier, Monique, is something that somebody told me a long time ago in my comedy career, and it stuck with me. And it's funny that you're one of the very few people I've ever heard say that. But mm -hmm. watch the crowd. I think that is an incredibly deep and profound gym for comics. Because you're right. How many people have you seen go up on stage and do damn near the same joke as comics three people before them? Or they're not following at all that, you know what, it's a Friday night. This Those people I don't drunk, book again. So this, this is a freaky Friday. They want to talk about sex jokes and this, that. Like, that is beautiful, Monique. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I had to learn that early in my career. Like, I have to. Because, see, I didn't come into comedy um with all of these jokes i didn't start really writing jokes until i want to say maybe like my sixth year in comedy mm. um i came my 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 thing was my i love people so when i came mm. on stage i was very engaging mm. so it wasn't until a comedian pulled me to the side was like yo you doing all these shows you getting booked for all these shows but you ain't saying not one joke
Mm. And I was like, and my little feelings was hurt. My little feelings was hurt. But then I said, you know what? They are absolutely right. You know, I have, you know, because comics watch each other. Yeah. Oh, comics will watch you harder than the, ooh. Oh, because, yeah. yeah. Ooh, we know. know. When you don't complete a joke, we be like, you ain't say the whole joke. And the the crowd don't know. crowd don't know at all. You know, so we just, it's you know, it's all, a, every time you get on stage, it's a learning process. Every crowd is different. You know, every, every situation is different. And I just love people who know how to take advantage of that moment, take advantage of opportunity. So that's what I look for. Yo, Monique, it has been a pleasure. Yo, where, like, where can yeah. we find you next? Yeah, please. What all yes. you got going on? Okay, well, I want to first say please follow me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram, Monique Latisse, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-L-A-T-I-S-E. Follow me on TikTok. Uh, I love TikTok. I'm a TikTok got me through the quarantine, so please follow me on TikTok. That's hilarious. I do the savage. I'm a savage. So follow me on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <yo>. um, <laughs> Don't let him hate. He can't spell. I can't savage either. <laughs> once a month, once a month, I do a all-female comedy, sh- virtual comedy show featuring women from all over the world. So tomorrow um, on my virtual platform at 730, you can go to my website. You can go to www.moniquescomedyclub.com. Get tickets for tomorrow night, virtual comedy show. Headliner tomorrow night is Kelly Cal. I got Woo Woo the comedian. I got uh, yes. Um, (laughs) I got Dora on. I got tomorrow's gonna be dope. So that I do that once a month where I spotlight women from all over. Yo, that is that is that is dope, and I truly, truly, truly appreciate connecting with you. Virtually meet you, Monique. Like crazy, we can't wait to get up there. We gonna, we gonna, we 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 gonna. I'm gonna tell you straight up. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna work. We gonna work. <laughs> yeah, bring me to DC. Bring me to DC, please. I've never been to I DC. Rashawn just said I had to, and and you kind of know my booker, so boom, you there. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna get in trouble. We out of here, son. With it. That's why I'm mad. With it. With it. With it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Spit out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it? That's why I'm mad with it.